the You Don't Have to Be Perfect podcast opens the conversation to the contents of my book, You Don't Have to Be Perfect. We uncover and remove false beliefs that hold us back and focus on living in the truth. You can purchase a copy of this book at most online book retailers, including Amazon and BarnesandNoble.com. Hi friends, it's Vanessa Liu, your host of the You Don't Have to Be Perfect podcast, an authentic space to talk about life as a perfectionist in truth and love. For those of you brand new here today, perfectionism is a destructive habit that plays a negative role in our lives. Perfectionism holds us back and it forces us to live from a place of fear instead of love. It lies to us by keeping us in that not enough zone because when you strive for the impossible goal of perfection, you will always be in the lack. Inside today's podcast, I have with me author and therapist, KJ Ramsey. I've seen her book pop up in my feed a few times and it always catches my eye. I haven't had the pleasure of reading it yet, but it's on my list. I've been intrigued by the message of suffering with Christ for years now, and I'm always blessed when God reveals new insights to me. So KJ, I'm thrilled to have you talk with us today about finding a way to dwell in joy despite times of suffering. So thank you for being here. Thank you. And thanks for cultivating space to have that conversation. It's not something everybody's willing or wanting to talk about. Yeah, I agree with you there. (laughs) But um, yeah, I've definitely just found that when we open up to things like that, we actually find a lot more compassion and understanding um, for ourselves and for our fellow humans. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So um, you've shared with me that your biggest struggle is working through your feelings of abandonment and God's provision. So can you tell us a little bit about what that looks like in your life and how you work through it? Yeah. Uh it's a huge question because that's like a core area of my life. So that, you know, comes up in many, many ways. Um, well, no need to rush. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think for all of us, we have things in our stories that are themes that come up again and again where we have the choice of continuing to live in a story where we end up alone Mm. and where we are not loved or a story where we are loved no matter what and there's these moments you know every every day really to choose what story we're going to live in if we're aware that we have the choice to steer our story so with me abandonment and the the feeling of being rejected or overlooked is something I come back to over and over. And um, I think with provision, you know, to trust that God really will provide for us and has good for us is something that in, because of my story, because as an adult struggling with so much disease, which is so expensive, but also with, 
um, experiencing spiritual abuse and having that really wreck um, my life financially even, it's it's an area where I have to trust that there is more good for me than the harm that I've experienced in the past. Mm. I, I, I can relate to it better than you think. <laughs> um, just because right before even this interview, I was having one of those moments where you kind of get caught in between, okay, am I this unworthy you know, not worth it person that's graciously been redeemed by Jesus, or am I this, you know, fearfully and wonderfully made person of God? You know, I, I feel like it can't be both. And then I'm thinking, well, maybe it can, and maybe that's the problem. <laughs> but I don't know. I just, when you were saying that, I was feeling that split. You're like, is it this or is it this? Because both can ring true. So anyway, <laughs> I don't know. That just, it, it just was crazy because it came to me right before this interview as I was getting ready. I just had this thought, but anyway, moving forward here. Um, can you tell us about your book and how it came to be? Like what were the experiences that led you to write it? Yeah, so This Too Shall Last, Finding Grace When Suffering Lingers, is all about the surprising experience that Jesus really is present with us in our suffering, and that we can experience joy in the middle of hard things that aren't going away. Uh, And of course, that's not where I started from with how I was even going to share the book, because it's hard to fathom. And it's hard, it's almost um, offensive to, to be told you can have joy in your suffering. Mm-hmm. And when you feel often you in the middle of hard things, we feel like God isn't there and maybe God's judging us or withholding good from us. So to say that Jesus might be even actually more present with us in the middle of suffering is an audacious and even offensive thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, and yet it's true. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's been out of the out of life experience of a being sick with an autoimmune disease for 11 years now, a disease that doesn't have a cure and doesn't have adequate treatment either. Um, but also the the experience of spiritual abuse and so living. <laughs> my entire adult life with daily pain, both my physical pain every single day, but also the the pain of loss and communities and um, the way that the church isn't living with love. It's in this story where I can't avoid suffering and I can't avoid spiritual questions Mm -hmm. that I have come to experience Jesus as uniquely with me Mm. as and and because of his willingness to suffer himself right that he really is a high priest who knows our weaknesses Mm. personally that I um, it's like a story I couldn't keep to myself 
And as a writer, I knew I wanted to and needed to and was compelled to share this story and this truth with the world because we don't have to be alone in our suffering. Mm. This is a place of joy. It can be a place of joy. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know your personal situation, but is it something like it's joy that you thought would feel different? Like, is it happy, bouncy, and energetic? What do you, what do you expect? I mean. No, I'm asking because I, I want it to be explained because I think that a lot of times, myself included, um, it's not that. It, joy is something different than this happy, bouncy, energetic yeah. thing. That I just we- say, what do you think? Because I'm like, um, of course, it's not mm-hmm. happy, bouncy. I just, mm-hmm. you know, I, it couldn't be. Mm-hmm. I just think it's important for people to know because that's part of the issue, I think, too, with people um, trying to avoid suffering and go away from their pain because they don't realize that joy is different than that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that we have, we confuse happiness for joy. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think, you know, in large part, we're just not, we haven't been given a big enough taste and a beautiful enough picture of what joy really is. Mm -hmm. So I think we struggle to seek after something that's truly good, that's better than uh, happiness or wealth, because as Christians and as the church, we haven't given each other an adequate enough picture Mm -hmm. that there could be this more quiet, deep experience of being held and loved and connected that is joy mm-hmm. yeah I like that so I wasn't planning on asking this but I've heard about spiritual abuse here and there but I honestly don't know the true definition of what that means would you be able to shed some light on that yeah definitely so spiritual abuse is really within within the context of a relationship when spiritual authority uh spiritual truth a a a relationship that is around the worship of god um when a person who has spiritual authority usually this can happen amongst peers too but when we as people use our spirituality to diminish another person's personhood, when people experience being less capable of being who they are and less capable of flourishing emotionally, spiritually, physically because of another person's behavior, um, viewpoints, 
So it's a complex experience. Mm -hmm. It's a lot more subtle often than physical abuse, uh, but it touches every part of a person's life and being, and it you know ekes out into the whole community. Mm. Well, thank you for sharing that. Yeah, you're welcome. So I know you're a big time reader. Mm -hmm. This question might be very tough, Mm -hmm. but I was curious, what are some of your favorite books? Yeah, well, Assedia and Me by Kathleen Norris is my favorite book. Um, She, do you know Kathleen Norris? Mm -mm. She, um, she's wonderful. You should totally read her. She is a memoirist, essayist, and a poet, and that book in particular talks a lot about the experience of spiritual depression and mm. and really it's about learning to pay attention to our lives to live awake instead of asleep um which mm. is really like a theme that basically captivates me mm-hmm. and runs through everything i do um so that's awesome mm-hmm. that book and then other favorites well, that definitely sounds like a book I'd want to read for sure. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. It's so well written. Um, I just love the way she blends her she blends story and um, theological reflection together. But yeah, I mean, I have so many favorites. But currently, mm-hmm. I just can't stop reading Eugene Peterson. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just will always be someone I return to for encouragement and grounding in my calling, especially in my Mm -hmm. vocation. Um, So the latest I read by him was The Jesus Way, which wasn't my absolute favorite, but it was great. So (laughs) those are some places, some people. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, So I want to know a little bit more about like what's in your book. We touched on like how it came about, but what's it, what can the readers expect if they pick it up? Yeah, they can expect a emotional read. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not light, <laughs> but it will make you feel mm-hmm. and it will make you think. It's not a book that you can read quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh but it will get your brain and your heart going if you give it time. Mhm. Um, yeah, so you can expect within it a lot of story, um, stories of things that are, that are difficult, but also, um, I include a lot of interpersonal neurobiology. So you'll learn a lot about your brain and your body Mm. and alongside what does faith and goodness and joy and community look like when suffering doesn't go away Mm. and how can there be connection here? So it sounds really a little good. of what to expect. It sounds really, really good. I, I, like I said, it's, it's on my list for sure. I have so many that are stacked up and yeah. I'm like one at a time. <laughs> I've been known to read about three books at a time, but I don't recommend it because it, you know, you're, you got to split your mind. Oh, now I'm yeah. reading this book. It's, you know, this genre and yeah. I don't recommend it, but I, I was feeling pressure, like, oh my goodness, I've had these books for too long and I haven't finished them. <laughs> oh, I know. I have I'm a, I have so many books going at once and 
I'm just, I, I read a ton. Um, mm-hmm. So it's just kind of, there's, and there's still always more books to read than I can right. get to even in a year. So it's like, ah, right. I just, yeah, I could constantly read if, if my life would allow it. That'd be great. Oh, I know. I, if it would allow it, that would be fantastic. I feel like I haven't got to really sit and read for way too long and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm itching for it. Do you do Audible? I do. Yeah. Uh, I especially will do, um, like novels and sometimes I'll listen to a novel before going to sleep. Like on nights I can't, that pain is keeping me up. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't love to use audible for nonfiction. Mm -hmm. Them constantly taking notes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) But yeah, I do audiobooks. It's so funny. Anytime that I'm reading a really good nonfiction, uh, you know, I'll, I'll get it on audible just because I have the credit and I've been wanting to read it. So I'll, you know, check it out and I'm doing the dishes or something. Cause you know, I'm always multitasking if I'm doing an audible book and I, I have to keep stopping. I have to keep drying my hands. I'm like, I got to write this down, you know, and I'm pressing the back button. <laughs> so then at those times I'm going, man, I wish I had the actual book because totally. I, I would save myself a whole lot of trouble, but, um, Hey, I get it done. Right. Yeah. So what is the most, what's the latest thing you've read? Oh, um, I'm almost done with Jenny Allen's book. I'm kind get of out of your head. Is yes. That, okay. that one. That one. She has more than you know, a few. I've read yeah. a few of them. But um, that, I just couldn't remember the name of this second. But yeah, that's the one. Get Out of Your Head, I think it's called. It's really good. I can, I agree with everything she says so far. I'm just like, yep, 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 yep. <laughs> so that's always fun too. Um, but I've read so many good books on audible and i've done a lot of nonfiction, even though i have to do those tedious pause back it up right yes but hey you know what i like that it has the clip feature though do you use that like you can clip feature yeah you clip there's like a bottom right hand corner i think clip and you can write a note oh my save right at the spot so i've been doing that um because i was like oh I think you just it's changed not as my life. Good. It's not as good as getting to highlight in an ebook, but it, mm-hmm. or like a regular book, but it's, uh, it works. It helps. Oh, no, that would be amazing. I had no idea. Yeah. I discovered it like sometime in the last month and it's definitely oh. helping. I'm definitely going to utilize that for sure. Good. So, <laughs> thank you. You are welcome. How can we support you? How can we stay connected with you? Yeah, um, I can find my book and a lot more of my writing at kjramsey.com. Mm-hmm. And I am on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook. I'm not as much on Facebook, but mm-hmm. Instagram is my favorite. Um, all at, at kjramseywrites. Okay, so that keeps it simple. And I will have all that in the notes. And I'm going to even see if I can get some of those book recommendations from you to add into the notes as well, because I think people would like, you know, to have the information and not have to write it down. Right. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Yeah.
Thanks for being with me today. Let's keep practicing saying no to perfect and yes to truth. Take care.